Activia offers a range of yogurts which are a delicious way to look after your gut health. From the fruit range with carefully selected ingredients to no added sugar and 0% fat offering, as well as a cereals range, there's an Activia for everyone. Made with a unique blend of five ferments creating an irresistibly creamy texture, each pot of Activia is a source of calcium, making it the perfect addition to your daily routine. Activia helps support a healthy gut. Your gut is where it all begins. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry. Hi, I'm Carl Henry and welcome to the Real Health Podcast, where every single week I'll cut through the nonsense around healthy living and tell you straight exactly what you need to know to live a healthier life every single day. On this week's show, I'm focusing on tech, all the wearables, the watches, the devices, all the stuff I said. Is it good? Is it bad? Will it help you get fit? Will it demotivate you? What do you need to know? As ever, we'll cut it back to three really simple takeaways at the end of the show with everything you need to know and what tech you should get. So to guide me through all of the questions on all of the tech, I have two fantastic experts in studio. Jess Kelly, News Talk's tech editor and presenter of Tech Talk on Sunday at 6 p.m. and Alex Meehan, tech journalist. So Jess, what's it all about? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it a motivator? Is it a demotivator? What do you reckon? I have many thoughts on this subject because I am somebody who is like you might know this by looking at me, but I'm not a fitness fanatic. I go through waves of uh, thinking I'm going to get back into running. I go through waves of going to the gym for a few weeks. But very often I distract myself out of doing anything healthy or productive because I get sidetracked by what app should I use? Did I log my lunch yesterday? Oh, no, I didn't. Okay, well, like I just need to give up on this. (laughs) You know, what wearable do I need to have? Uh, How much should I spend on it? Did I sync up all the information? So I can get very distracted by it. But I do think if you walk into any store around this country, you will see that it's definitely a thing. There's walls and walls and walls of uh, wearables, of Mm -hmm. headphones for those who like to go running. It's a huge industry. It's massive. But I always do that that kind of cross multiplication thing in my head of what's the benefit of the tech when it comes to health versus the, the distraction element or the cost yeah. element? Because some of it can be quite expensive. Well, we see it with clients coming in all the time. They come in and they have like the MyFitnessPal mm-hmm. app. They have the, the Fitbit or the iWatch on, on the wrist. They've got the Bluetooth headphones. Like they have all the kit and all the gear. And yet they come into a saying, look, I'm not getting results or I can't do it or I'm not getting fit. Um, do you think that it's a barrier I suppose for people who are beginners like that who think okay oh, I have to have this and I have to have that yeah. or otherwise I can't do it so it may- maybe it stops people from getting active. Well you know what I found because again when I knew I was coming in to talk to you I was thinking back about you know what is my own relationship and my own issues with it and I was uh, you know using the apps and using the wearables but it asks you very basic information like what's your height and what's your weight so then it can set you goals. Now I have no idea what I weigh so I was putting in wrong information to begin with so it's no wonder I wasn't getting the goals that I wanted because I wasn't starting from an accurate point. So I do think you know we're in the age of big data and there's information everywhere and everything on our phones is measuring something but if you're not if you don't know what you're measuring and you don't know what you're trying to achieve it can be very difficult and I suppose that's why you know, books like yours and other fitness books are really good because you can take elements of it and apply it to your own life. Whereas mm-hmm. with the technology, the technology just measures what's happening and that's it. Yeah, and it's all based on, a, it's, it's formulaic. Mm-hmm. It's all based on a formula and it puts everyone into the, into the same boat. Alex, what about you? What do you reckon? Good, bad, good or bad for a beginner? Uh, I think they can 
very much echoing what Jess said. I think it depends on on where you are in your motivation cycle. I mean, spending money is a great way to put off doing physical exercise. Uh, but whether it's buying gym gear, whether it's buying expensive trainers, whether it's buying a gadget that you think is going to make the difference for you. So has it become the new almost uh, the, the January gym membership? You buy the best one in the biggest gym and yeah. all the rest of it and you don't go after four weeks. Well, I, I think there's really these are all ways that people would, can channel their good intentions. Everyone wants to be fitter. Everyone wants to be healthier. But actually turning that into, you know, the sweat equity of the, you know, the actual doing the walking, doing the running, going to the gym and doing the swimming. That's the hard bit. And it doesn't really matter how much you spend. There's no shortcut around that. So the technology can only ever come second place to that. But having said that, I do think they can be fantastic motivational tools. Mm -hmm. uh, on a personal level, I am a gadget freak and I love my technology. And um, it's not without its downsides, but I was one of the early adopters of the Apple Watch. But I am actually quite quite a lazy person. So I found that I was wearing this thing for a year before really getting into a, a kind of a fitness cycle where I decided I wanted to get a bit fitter. Mm -hmm. And it was only then that I started to use the fitness elements of it. And up until that point, I had this expensive gadget, which was just, you know, kind of didn't really do a huge amount for me. Can I look at my text messages, my emails, whatever. Yep. But then I got into the fitness tracking element to it. And that for me was actually really, really helpful. I found it a massive motivational help to be able to see and, and measure. And it comes back to this idea of, of the measurements, mm -hmm. of turning, you know, intentions into data yeah. and going, you know, well, what am I actually, do? am I doing as much exercise as I think I'm doing? Well, probably not, because most of us overestimate our activity and then wonder, well, why am I not as fit as I would like to be? Yep. Why am I, why am I a bit chunkier than I'd like to be? I'm sure I'm, 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 a, I'm an active person and actually, yeah, maybe you're not. I think though the motivational thing, there's two sides to that. There's number one, because you get push notifications from these things going, hey, fatty, move, which is really helpful. <laughs> and then yeah. the other side of it is, you know, again, back when I was going through my running phase, I would like run along and I would think I'm doing great and I'd look at the stats and it's actually really embarrassing. Like you couldn't put that up on social because you're barely moving. Yeah. And so what I then started doing was just going running without the app, mm -hmm. without any wearable and just breaking a sweat. And which was more fun? going without anything wow. yeah uh -huh. because because I was I, I just felt like you know it wasn't telling me that I'd done you know one kilometer in x amount of minutes mm. and it wasn't saying you know you need to pick up your pace to reach your goal I was literally just running to get away from screens to break a sweat yeah. to get my heart going and I, I did feel a bit better afterwards so there's a component of us was mindfulness in that which totally. is that if you put your because with your phone you're contactable you mm -hmm. can be texted you can be emailed your watch will bing even if you have the headphones on or sometimes it's nice just to put it all away and just say you know what I'm, I don't want to answer an email I don't want to check for a text message or a tweet or whatever I'm going to go out and just run and people talk about mindfulness all the time and I think that's potentially one of the ways and my big question I suppose you know to Start with is the wrong word, but my really big question is the 10,000 steps concept. This mm. is totally tied into tech. Yeah. If we had four different watches, we had a Fitbit and a Garmin and an Apple Watch and whatever on the arm, and we all went out for a walk around the block, we would more than likely get different numbers and different 100%. measurements. Mm. What are your thoughts on the fact that people will, you know, their happiness indicator can be based around the fact, have they done their, their 10,000 steps If I blow dry my hair, I can reach my 10,000 goals. <laughs> Whereas if I just don't blow dry my hair, I don't because the hand movement, it's that, that's what it comes yeah. down yeah. to. But I do find, again, I feel fantastic when I wear one and I reach my goal and, you know, it comes up with fireworks on the screen See, and they're self-fiving. For me, I'm the opposite of you, Jess. I, for me, the mo you're saying that you like to kind of strip off the technology yeah. and just, you know, do it the old, you know, do it au naturel. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I find actually having having the metric, having the measurement motivates me. So, 
uh, with, with a wearable, it gives you a, a you know a goal, a daily goal, and uh, you know moving towards that goal. That's the thing that gets me off the sofa at seven o'clock in the evening when I've finished my day and I'm, I'm maybe sitting down to watch a box set or yeah. TV or Netflix or something. That's the thing that makes me go, oh, you know, a little bit more effort. I know I'll go to the shop, mm-hmm. I'll walk to the shop and back, and that'll let me in, with Apple let me close my rings. Close the rings, yeah. Yeah. yes, yeah. And it's the whole kind of gamification of of health technology. That mm-hmm. idea of making something that can be a little bit of a chore and turning it into supposedly something that's a bit more enjoyable and, and can help as a motivational factor. And for me, the, I found that really helpful. Well, I'm, I'm I just basically quite a lazy person and I need that extra that well, you extra know the push. gamification though, do you not get really stressed then when you don't win the game? I That's do what I found <laughs> happening. I was like, oh, for God's sake. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the scary thing is when you start um, measuring your kind of calorie burn next to your activity and then you realise that like, you know, how much exercise is required to get, you know, to, to burn to off to the burn, Mars bar yeah, or whatever. to burn the Mars yeah, yeah. bar and you're going to go, oh my God. <laughs> and that can be quite depressing. Yeah. So there's an information component to it there, I suppose what you're saying. So in terms of, I suppose Alex, for you, it works because it's the motivator to close those rings and it's the competitive component of the gamification of it yeah. to a point. Jess, I suppose you seem to, you know, you like the mindfulness maybe of not having tech on, um, you know, when you're going out for a run. If you have any questions, remember you can email us. It's realhealthatindependence.ie or at PT on Twitter and Instagram and hashtag realhealthpodcast and we'll get to your questions next week. Um, okay, well, the total beginner. They're listening in, they're listening to the podcast, even maybe listening to the podcast is a first for them. Mm-hmm. They want to get fit. They want to get active. What's the best buy? Oh. If they have one thing that they can buy on the shopping list, what's Good. the best buy? So mm. I always say to start small. This so is a you, horrible question. I know that. It is. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> no, look, if, if you are starting small and you, and you want a wearable, what I would always say to people is try out some of the free apps before you spend a penny. Because I think having been that Egypt who spent hundreds of euro over the years on wearables, worn them once, I mean, in terms of, because the wearables, the thing with the wearables is you have to charge them. It's another device in your life that needs yep. to be plugged into the bleeding wall. Yeah, and yeah. I spent half my life doing that. And you go to the gym and you take out the, the gym bag and all of a sudden there's no battery. And you're yes. like, oh, I can't go now and I go home. And again, I have been that person who's <laughs> gone home. So I, I would try out some of the free apps and see if you get any benefit from the data that's there. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these devices, you can spend 500 euro on a wearable and it can be measuring your heart rate and blah, 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 blah. But if you don't know what that information means, it's next to useless. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if you don't put in your correct weight and height, which I don't, it it says that you know my I'm trying to lower my BMI or whatever it is. But if I've put in the wrong information, it's all gobbledygook. Yep. So what I would say to people is start with something free. I use uh, Runkeeper. Runkeeper is the app that I use. It's completely free Great. to use. Um, I know if you're not a starter, you might be uh, listening to this going, real runners don't use apps, but I do. <laughs> uh, so Runkeeper. <laughs> and then in terms of a wearable, there's um, Garmin, who yep. we often think of as sat-nav people, but they make some really great sports um, bits and pieces their vivo fit um is excellent it's quite silicony it's not as glam or as flash as alex's apple watch would be but i feel like it does the job Mm -hmm. what i like about these ones are that they are um very durable so if you are going for a run in the rain which we often do in this country unfortunately so yeah Yeah. you're not panicking about oh god is it going to get damaged and this is also quite gross but if you do sweat it's not going to get icky you can sweat is a good indicator of effort level by the way if you're listening in and you're moving and you're not sweating you're not working hard enough 
that's, so. but that's again my mentality so I do think I, I like that those ones you can just take a baby wipe to afterwards and then all the grossness is gone um, and they start the, the ones that you'd want to be looking at start around 150 euro well, that's pretty good it's reasonable yeah. enough but again I would say start with a free application yep. so you, you know run keeper it. or map my run they'll track your walk or they'll track exactly. your run very simple there's and there's heart rate checkers as well which are free apps I think too that you can check your heart yeah. rates which work really well but again the thing that I found with those and with some of the wearables is that I was getting my heart rate and then I was googling you know am I going to die with this <laughs> measurement because I wasn't sure you just see these big numbers and yeah. you think okay and google doc is never good Google nope. Doc is never a good thing because you start do, you start you do, you keep searching for the yeah. answer to get what you want. If you're looking for like the worst answer, you'll keep going. That's you why it. I'm grey at 29 because I just <laughs> Google everything. I just want to see you know that I've got something wrong with me. So then I'm like, yeah, see, I told you so. It's not good. Alex, total beginner. What's your recommendation? I'm gonna I'm gonna go a bit different. I'm gonna say a decent pair of headphones, mm. and I'll tell you why because I'm bigging up the format we're we're working in right at the moment. Um, podcasts, the best fitness uh, tool I feel is the thing that will make you enjoy the act of carrying out your exercise. Yeah, so my recommendation is, I'm going to say a decent pair of headphones, and we, we live in a country where the majority of people have smartphones, for better or worse, mm -hmm. which means you're walking around with a podcast player in your pocket, plug in a decent set of headphones and get out and start walking or start running, whatever your, or, you know, whatever your, your preferred form of exercise is. But if you get into um, finding a decent podcast, like this one, dare I say it, uh, or whatever your interest is. Unashamed plug, whatever. <laughs> whatever your interest is, the, the beauty of this is that there is a thousand and one podcasts out there. Yeah. You find something yeah. you like yeah. and plug into it and get out and just, as you say, if you're not raising your heart rate, if you're not actually working up a sweat, if you're not working, if you don't feel like, man, this is hard, I couldn't do this, I couldn't keep doing this, I, I have a finite amount of time I can keep at this level and that's your fitness yeah. and you know you're pushing things, then I feel that's the thing that will get you back out doing it. Because uh, um, as Jess was saying at the beginning, really, there's no amount of money you can spend which will motivate you. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's no amount of money that you can spend that will get you off the sofa, you know, in the lashing rain to go, you know, will I, will I, won't I? You've got to have something that's going to make it, a, make the time pass a bit more easily, make mm -hmm. it a bit more enjoyable. I mean, let's face it, exercise isn't really all that pleasant. I mean, you, you, you can, you can. <laughs> well, there, well, <laughs> you, there, you, can, you can, you can kind of get into do the. Do you know who you're talking <laughs> to? <laughs> Believe me, I do. Come on, this is Mr. Motivator. I know. But you can get into the kind of endorphin yes, thing and yeah, you can, yeah. you can sort of train yourself to sort of get off a bit on the high of, of exercise and feeling it. But you know what, is it more or less pleasant than sitting on the sofa? That's why it's so many unfit people. It's hard. It takes effort. So I feel it's something that's going to actually get you, uh, you know, into it and let, let you sort of lose yourself a little mm -hmm. bit in the process. I think it's very good. And yeah. I think that's why podcasts and headphones are my, my pick. Talk me through then headphones. Yeah. So now I, I do that thing where I travel in an airport, right? And I feel the necessity to go into the electronics store and buy a set of headphones. Even mm. if I have like four or five sets of headphones at home, yep. I convince myself that yep. I need these new amazing ones I because would. I'm in the airport and it's better value and oh my God, my flight won't be the same without it. So um, again, beginner starting off, they don't, they don't really have a decent pair. What should you be looking for? What does it where cost? To go. Um, and where to go? Headphones are one of those things that, again, you can spend any amount of money on. Uh, you know, most phones, again, come with a free set. They're yeah. usually pretty basic. Um, if you're... Unless you have ears like mine now where they don't really fit in. Yeah, uh, that's a common problem. I mean, the, 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 the um, rise of the in-ear headphone is a thing that I know a lot of people who complain they can't actually use them. Or if they, the headphones that come free with an iPhone or... or um, I'm less familiar with, an, with the Android platform, but the, the idea of the yeah, in-ear headphone... Yeah, ear, earbuds, earpods. So you put them in and, and then you go for a run and they immediately fall out. And that's a problem. Um... I recently picked up my first 
set of Beats headphones, which were, which are a little bit of a premium product. I didn't go for the mad expensive ones. Okay. You can get the... I, I'm, I'm just old enough to find the idea of walking around with the studio <laughs> cans over your ears. I mean, that's that's something I've seen, for... I've seen people run marathons with yeah. them. Yeah. I'm fascinated I'm, by it. Me too. How I don't, I don't get it. I'm, we talked about sweat earlier, Jess. Yeah. I think that... How, oh, the, oh God! Now yeah. even the thought of it, like the cushions on the side of your head and the head thing, yeah. and but yet I've seen people like five k, ten k races, marathons, ultra marathons, and people are rocking around the course with these massive big cans on, and you're like, this yeah, is mental. I know. Okay, so um, uh, beats are quite good then. Beats are quite good. Um, they're and cost. Uh, the pair I picked up a reason. I went. I had to choose between. Um, I'm going to sound like a total Apple fanboy here. I had to choose between would I buy the, their AirPods? I was yep. treating myself with my birthday recently. I said, a bit of extra cash. I'll buy a pair of headphones. And I couldn't quite bring myself to buy them for fear they'd fall out of my ears because yep. they're their earbuds. Now, people seem to like them, but I went, okay, I'm going to go for the silicone wedged ones that you actually you put in and, and push in. And I went, and so a little bit for a little bit less money, I think about 120 euro, Beats make a very nice set of wireless in-ear headphones. Oh, yeah. okay. Now, they're, they have... They're wireless, but they have a connector that goes around the back of the neck. So yep. it's basically one piece of wire. Okay, so it's just nice yeah. and comfortable on the neck. You know, really comfy. Fabulous yeah. sound quality. Um, really good. And they've they've done that thing where they've improved the Bluetooth technology is the connectivity technology that's used yep. to connect your headphones to your uh, to your phone or whatever device you're using. And Bluetooth historically has been a bit shaky. So if you buy cheap Bluetooth wireless headphones, you will find that every now and again you move your head and the signal, signal disconnects. Drops. It drops, yeah. Okay. yeah. So um, they, this is something that Beats seem to have okay. by Dr. Dre seem to have fixed finally yeah. so that haven't noticed that at all very okay. happy so good, good set of headphones go for maybe yeah, spend maybe between 100 and 150 euro I'll throw my own recommendation here mm -hmm. in as well recently I got a new pair of um, I'm deaf in one ear so I have an issue with with headphones I can't hear on one side so I got um, bone conducting headphones oh, wow. um, very high tech they're amazing so basically they sit right in front of the ear right in the bone just here and I can still hear everything outside but when I press but I can hear the audio travels through to both sides of my head. So can you hear it even though you have a dodgy ear? You can hear it even with, even with a dodgy ear I can wow. still hear. They're called Aftershocks um, and I'm trying to remember the name of the company who make them. I can't, if you Google Aftershocks you'll find them. But I find them they're really comfortable. They sit at the front of the ear so I can see if I'm uh, running I can still hear the traffic. I can have uh -huh. a chat with somebody but I can hear the sound so if it's a podcast or if it's music I can still hear it through the bone from That's ear to ear. Cool. That's fascinating. And I found, and I actually, it was a present from my wife, so I'm actually not sure what they cost, but they're very, very funny. A lot, so. probably an awful well, lot. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, and Anyway, but that's my recommendation. Okay, let's pull it back, I suppose, to, we've looked at, you know, um, a wearable device, measure something, maybe mm -hmm. start with a free app. We've looked to get headphones. I think they're two really good recommendations for someone starting out, which is good. What about food then? So, you know, all the exercise in the world won't train a bad diet. We know that. So when it comes to tech and food, where's the best place to start? Some of our clients, for example, we'll get them to do a food diary on the notes uh, function on their phone. That tends to work really well. It's simple. Like, talk about simple. That's free. Once you have the phone, you have notes and you write it down. Um, that can be handy. That's something I use myself. I find it really good. But are there anything out there in terms of nutrition like or food trackers or so people should look for? There's a new feature on Samsung's phones. Um, it's their personal assistant called uh, Bixby. It's kind of like Samsung's answer to Siri. And the idea is that you open the camera on your phone and Bixby will know what's on the plate and it'll know the portion of your no plate. Yeah, so it'll be like way. you're having two potatoes and a bit of broccoli, which is not Stop. my dinner, I can tell you now. But, <laughs> um, but it logs the food for you. So we're getting to that 
that stage where AI will be able to identify what's on on the on the plate. Um, yeah. But I have to say, this is not an area that I am good at. There's days when I just forget to eat. Mm -hmm. Never mind logging in things into an application. I know a lot of people who use um, their fit their running app. So whether it is Map My Run or Runkeeper, some of these apps would have food diary. Yeah, like a My um, Fitness Pal or something. Exactly. Like that, yeah. There's elements of that where you can track your food. But a few people have said to me that you know, they're the, very often these uh, applications are made by American companies, so they wouldn't have. Irish brands yeah. logged in. So like Weetabix, for example, I think Weetabix is on it, but you know that kind of thing. If yeah, it's there, like there was a device called Jawbone a couple of years back when they, when wearable oh, tech yeah. was just coming out and had, them, a, yeah. had an app that came with it and you could scan the barcode of products. Yeah. And the issue, if you're in New York, amazing because it had all yeah. the products, but you're in Tesco and Baggett Street and it didn't quite, work, <laughs> yeah. didn't quite Actually, work. Yeah. My Fitness Pal is fantastic for that. That does have a, a barcode scanner in it and you can log in uh, all kinds of... Um, Foods. I mean, there's an argument that if you're into health and you're trying to get a bit, trying to maybe lose some weight, you're trying to get a bit healthier, then scanning barcodes implies to a certain degree processed food, which, which maybe mm -hmm. isn't the best thing in the world to, to be eating. But, uh, you know, the idea of logging food, I think, is is probably really, really important. Yeah, it's important because people forget. Like, for example, if, you know, we ask someone how many glasses, how much water do you have in a day? If people are tracking glasses and they don't write it down, I can guarantee they've forgotten by about 12 o'clock and all of a sudden they've quadrupled their, their number. I've had like four liters and I'm brilliant yeah. and they've actually had about one. So, like, we get people to measure by using one and a half liter bottles of water and having them full. So it's a, it's a tangible target. So in terms of tracking your food, it's a tangible reminder you can send it to somebody you're working with, i.e. a trainer or something like that. You can send it on to them. Or you can review it at the end of the week. And if you haven't hit your target uh, in terms of fitness or in terms of waistline goals or in terms of weight, it's a really easy way to reflect. And it's quite a hard reflection sometimes because you're like, oh, I forgot that takeaway or that biscuit or that yeah. fizzy drink. or you know. So it actually is a quite, it can be quite a powerful thing. Um, to just to track it and be aware of it, you know. Yeah, so the water one is quite interesting. So I'm trying to to drink more water at the moment because I realised again that there was days that would go by where I just would not have a glass of water, which is mental. But what I started doing is just having a post-it note on my screen and work. And every time I have like a big old thing of water, I just literally take a little box, and that helps me track if I drink mm -hmm. eight of those, then I'm grand, and that's just in the workday. Uh, but I find, and I know this is a really strange thing for a tech correspondent to say. But I kind of want to roll back from technology when it comes to the the fitness or the the food tracking apps okay. because I find again you end up going on to log your food and then you end up on Instagram then you end up on Facebook mm. then you end up looking at who you were friends with in school and your day is gone. I find that sometimes you can just it, it's better just to either log it in a, a diary like mm -hmm. if you've got a food diary a physical food diary or just on a piece of paper or with that very funky new pen you showed me there a the few moleskin weeks ago. notebook yeah that is it's it's very cool. So most can now have a smart notebook and Carl nearly wet himself with excitement. I was totally obsessed with it. I'm like, if my book goes to number one, I'm going to treat myself to one of those the fancy pens. And it's, we haven't got quite to number one yet, so it's safe on so the So everyone go and buy the book so he can buy this pen. Um, okay, well, so we've looked at lots of different components. I suppose. We've looked at the pros, the cons. We've looked at the cost components. We've looked at where you should start. Um, and then we've looked at, you know, food um, trackers. And it seems, I suppose, on the food component, certainly keep it simple. Write it down or use the notes function. Just keep tabs on it that way. I think the notes function, I like the sound of that. I think that's less... Free is also very powerful. Yeah. Free is good. <laughs> free is powerful. Like free. Yeah, free is always... And, you know, this is... We're talking about te tech and tech can be expensive. Yeah. And cost is a real barrier to health. Yeah. And I think mm. when people read some of the magazines and they, they, they see, oh, you know, that the garment is whatever. I've done that. I've bought... Like, the last garment I bought was... I think it was 400 and something euro. I used no more of the extra functions 
than the 150 euro watch, yeah. but I bought the more expensive one and people see that as a barrier. Think free is good. It so, is. you know, the nose can work really well there. Mm. The map my run function or the run keeper function works really well. In terms of cost for the watches, you, you're starting in around 150. You can go up to there. I got a, uh, the Apple, the iWatch 4 for Christmas. I found it really good. That mm. ring thing is gas. It's, I find it fascinating. Um, it, and to close them, it is kind of competitive and it is kind of the gaming bit. But in terms of the future tech, where are we going? Where is it going to go? Like, where is it going to stop? And where is it? You know, where is it going to end up? Do you think? Well, I think um, when it comes to the future of technology, it doesn't really matter what area you're talking about. We come back to the subject of artificial intelligence and AI, and I think probably also the Internet of Things. This is the idea of, of sensors finding their way into more and more everyday objects. So we were used to in the past of seeing sensors in computers or smartphones, and in, you know, just recently in watches and wearables. But they're they're finding their way into more and more uh, mundane objects because it's becoming much cheaper to put you know sensors in things, which you know so we can measure uh, an awful lot more of the world around us. Now whether it's a good thing or not, I'm totally open on this. I think there's a, there's a strong arguments that say technology isn't always in our favour, and we've looked at some of the you know some of the negative aspects that have come forth in the last couple of weeks with the you know the Facebook uh, mm -hmm. scandals mm -hmm. and Cambridge Analytica, and you know this idea that does technology serve us or do we serve it? So what you're saying is like you know products in, for example, the shop across the road, I go to get a whatever and there's a tracker in that or some form of chip in that that registers what I'm, what I'm buying? Yeah, absolutely. Or, or even down to, um, you know, this the, the, one of the big things, the big the next big thing, it's not particularly health rated, but the next big thing where we'll see this is in home automation. The idea, I've already got friends who, uh, I have a friend who changed over from an electricity to a gas supplier and the gas supplier put in as a freebie, an incentive, put in a uh, a system whereby you can turn the heating on with your phone oh, yeah. remotely. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's an example of the internet of things where mm -hmm. someone is putting cellular technology into yeah. a home heating system. Or I was chatting to somebody yesterday, or on Saturday, we were out up the, the Wicklow Mountains hiking, and she was saying that she now walks in her door and talks to uh, this speaker thing, and it turns everything on, it turns That's everything off. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. great, yeah, it's Dude, Google Home, yeah. And you're not concerned by the, the, the sort of idea that it's listening all the time. You know, there's some people who just can't get their head around that idea. I'm just not that interesting a person. I literally <laughs> don't really care. Like, yeah, I, do, I yeah. don't mind. The benefits I get from it are if I come home after a stupidly long day at work and I've got all my shopping and no hands-free, I can just say, hey, Google, turn the lights on. Hey, Google, turn on uh, Friends on Netflix. She'll do it. It's grand. No way. I then put on the dinner. I say, hey, Google, set a timer for 30 minutes. She'll do that. I can say, hey, Google, is it going to be raining tomorrow? She'll be like, no, it's grand. Like, it looks really? sunny or whatever. Yeah. And you call it she. Oh, yeah. Well, she's a member of my family. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Does she have a name? It's just Google. Okay, it's just Google. She yeah. hasn't been christened yet. Yeah, you know, yeah so. and I go, hey, Google. <laughs> and uh, no, she's so useful. Like, she's more useful than my boyfriend. And she, like, she doesn't even pay rent. It's great. <laughs> but just having that ability there is amazing. But coming back to what Alex is saying, just in terms of sensors everywhere and chips everywhere. I mean, I think in terms of fitness tech, it won't be long before we see chips and sensors and that kind of stuff in your in your trainers or in your clothes and it'll tell you you know how much you perspired over the over a session or it, you'll get because I, I think when I was training for a 10k I met with this person who was like a big fitness fanatic and he was saying that it's all about how many times your feet hit the pavement oh, yeah. or something yep. so like having that measured in your trainers would be incredibly beneficial mm -hmm. I would say so it's not just the internet of things, but it's the intelligence of things. So it's putting, so putting a t-shirt on and t-shirt saying you're not working hard enough because I can measure your sweat. Exactly. Yeah. But that, that level of information, because that means that your heart is going or it may have, you know, a heart sensor across the chest or it's little things like that okay. uh, will come down the tracks. But I am kind of living and people think I'm a bit insane when I say this, but I'm living for the time where I can just get a chip in my hand 
rather than having a million different wearables or different sensors, I want a chip that can measure everything, connect to my phone. It'll work as my uh, Android or my Google Pay or my Apple Pay. Oh, yeah. It'll work as my access card for News Talk. It'll just do everything. It'll be a little NFC. That's a bit chip. Sigourney yeah. Weaver. I'm telling you, I'm living yeah. for that day. I left the house the other day without my wallet and I couldn't get into the building, couldn't uh, have lunch, couldn't get home. I literally was stranded. I was like, I just need a chip. I'm okay, okay with being so a cyborg. So when we're born, we'll have like a chip inserts it in as part of the part of the process before you leave the hospital. Like, That's his chip. Bring There's his number. And it's like, it's, you know, it's under the skin. <laughs> um, okay. What I want to pull back to now is I suppose to finish up. Again, let's bring it back to simplicity. Uh, we've talked about lots of stuff. Um, I'm fascinated by that Google thing. I, that's that's just that's amazing. Um, anyway, let's pull it back to being simple. If I can ask both of you for your top three takeaways um, for people listening in today. And folks, as ever, remember, you can uh, email us. It's realhealth.independent.ie or hashtag realhealthpodcast. Pop your questions in and every single week I'll get to a couple of the questions uh, at the end of each show. So simple takeaways for people. Mm -hmm. What can they do? What should they do? Top threes. Okay, so I would say start small. And in that, I mean, um, start with a free application. Start with like a little goal. Second tip would be, Ask someone like yourself on Twitter, what what should I be measuring? Find out what goals you should be aiming towards and what matters in terms of measurables. And then number three, make a deadly Spotify playlist or get some really good podcasts on the go to keep you company. Because even yeah. when I go to the gym, if I go on one of those little exercise bike things and I try to break a sweat, it doesn't really happen. The thing that keeps me going, particularly in terms of time. So if you're like very often I do it, I'll do like a 40 minutes, um, like I'll aim to try and get 40 minutes done. And most podcasts are between 30 and 40 minutes mm-hmm. so it's a really good way just to kind of lose yourself in that so I would favorite say favorite podcast oh I just finished aside from this one of course and my own um, <laughs> I just finished uh, West Cork which it's is an audio un- production bel- I was un- addicted real. to it do you know how good it was I didn't leave the gym I was like sitting there going okay just hang on hang on five more minutes uh, whereas usually I'm trying to leg it out the door but something like that so it's so compelling and as someone who works in audio production just the layers that they had and it was beautifully made so yeah. If you hadn't, if you haven't listened to it, uh, I would highly recommend you do so. Okay, so start small, get some advice, and then surround yourself with things to keep you there, such as music or yeah. a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, great. Okay, great tips, Alex. I'm with Jess on this. I think the first thing is you've got to make whatever you're doing, you've got to make it enjoyable. Mm-hmm. If it's not enjoyable, you'll find reasons not to do it. Yeah. So motivation is king, and I think for that reason, you it could be the Spotify playlist, it could be the podcast, um, it could be getting an exercise buddy. Uh, it could be the thing that, you know, like a friend who's suitably going to hassle you, going to send you the WhatsApp saying, I'm outside your house at 7 a.m., why aren't we running? Whatever the thing is, get look on your motivation and, and whatever technology you use should serve that. So that my second point is uh, technology should serve you, not you it. So find the things that will, again, contribute to the first point, which will help motivate you. For me, it happens to be, uh, you know, uh, a wearable that, that, you know, bullies me slightly into being a bit more active. Yep. That's worked very well for me. It might not work for you. So you need to kind of know yourself a little mm-hmm. bit and know what's what's going to push your buttons, what's yeah, going to make you I think your you gamification go. point is good. Like something, again, I use uh, all through the winter on, I have a cycling app called Zwift. I download, I have a turbo trainer. So my bike sits in my sitting or in my in, in my kind of office at home uh, on a, on a ro- rolling wheel. And there's a Bluetooth link from the turbo trainer to the app. And I race people all around the world. Man, <laughs> you're so fit and nerdy. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it is on, like with the weather we've had. The week oh, uh, we're yeah. training for Six a big events of winter. We're training for a big event in August, and the weather's been atrocious. So you look outside, and there's snow, and it's whatever. Like I, take my, I can take my mountain bike out, or 
I can stay indoors. I can put my like my normal summer gear on, and I can jump my turbo trainer, and I can race around people. And there's like there's it's there's Watopia has its own like city and its own scenery, and has like all, all these like Tour de France maps, and like this. So you're going up this really big hill, and the turbo trainer adjusts to the really big hill. And it tells me my 30 my 30 day PB on the hill. It tells me my 60 day PB. And when I do better, it gives me a gold star. It's like the best thing ever. We literally have nothing in common. <laughs> I can tell you now. Like that is unreal. Anyway, Alex, sorry, uh, I've interrupted you. I've interrupted you. My top podcast, I would have to say, I am a bit I'm a big fan recently. I like Blind Boy Boat Clubs yeah. uh, from yeah. the Rubber Bandits. He's got an excellent podcast. Touches fabulously on aspects of mental health and things like that. So it's something we haven't talked about before, but uh, that can be a, a really helpful motivator. You know, yeah. that he's very chill to listen to as well. Um, I'm uh, I'm a fan of Sam Harris, uh, who's a sort of philosopher, uh, intellectual in America, who does really good interview-based podcasts. Okay. Very, they're kind of deep. You can sort of lose yourself in them. Not mm -hmm. for everyone, but if you're into it, that's really good. For a good long walk, that could work. Good nicely. long walk yeah. works very well. And um, old reliable, this American life. Uh, yeah. Fantastic long form stories. Just I've just started. Is it serious? 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 Yeah. Oh. I started You're that. Starting it now. I started that yesterday. Oh, oh it's so treat. good. <laughs> I listened to that on repeat. I when I I was uh, flying to the US there a few weeks ago, and I had I think it was seventeen hours of travel. I just listened to the entire thing again. It is so, so good. good. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so we're, we're all kind of singing off the same hymn sheet here. I think, which is you know find find some something that's you know that's that's uh, not too expensive. That works for you in terms of what it tells you. That's really, really good. Uh, again, get advice. It's always good. You know, follow people, be it on podcasts or be it on, you know, social media for the advice, for the tips of what to do and how to do it. And then, you know, surround yourself at that time with stuff that makes it enjoyable, be it people, be it podcasts, be it music, because that makes the time go that little bit quicker. Yeah. And those kind of three tips will see people through. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing I would say is that don't lose yourself on the Instagram thing. You know, the Instagram huns who post the pictures from the gym. Oh, now you've Ignore opened a hole. Now you've opened Ignore a hole. Ignore them all. And if I had one, like <laughs> one power, I would ban smartphones from the gyms of people With, taking pictures of themselves. Th th there's my, okay, we'll finish on that because that's something that I feel very passionate about. And uh, listeners, we do have a podcast coming up all about social influences. For me, there should be no phones in gyms whatsoever. And people should be kicked out of the gym if they take a picture of themselves doing anything in the gym. Uh, because it just it's a, it's a private space. And plus, if you do follow any of these people, the photographs aren't real. They are photoshopped. They are color shopped. They're everything shopped to make them look a certain way. And the certain angles uh, of, of taking a photograph that make them look even slimmer and fitter than they are. There are even Instagram accounts currently, I actually saw one over the weekend, exposing a lot of these angles mm -hmm. and uh, these uh, people who are doing it. So maybe check them out. Um, listen, Jess Kelly, Alex Meehan, thank you very much. Thank you so thank much. Thank you very much. Well, folks, that's all we have time for on this week's show. And a really big thank you to News Talks tech editor Jess Kelly and tech journalist Alex Meehan for joining me on today's podcast. I'll be back next week with more guests and advice about healthy living. And in the meantime, if you have any questions whatsoever, you can email us at realhealthatindependence.ie or on social media at carlhenrypt with the hashtag realhealthpodcast. I'm delighted to say we're the number one health podcast in Ireland. So keep subscribing, spread the word, and keep listening in on Apple Podcasts or on SoundCloud. Have a wonderful week, and I'll talk to you next week. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of The Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry.